0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 89 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. What's up, everybody? And of course, we got the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, delivering DoorDash and getting tipped with DoorGash. The <laughs> wine and dining, 69 and he'll throw an extra butter for a taste of that turd cutter, the phenomenal <laughs> A. Sing.
1: Oh, uh, just tip me in cash, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you knuckleheads been up to this week? What you have been watching? What you have been doing?
1: Man, I uh, I couldn't help myself. I went ahead and started watching uh, Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah, I watched the first two episodes. It was good. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, it's more cartoonish than like other other shows. I would think like this this one's like a little bit more fun and silly, but
0: Oh, I thought they would go a little more like serious route.
1: I mean, the last episode had like more goofiness to it, but uh, there there is some seriousness to it. Like the beginning, the first episode was more serious. The second episode kind of lightens up. So I don't know where they're gonna take it from here, but I, I thought it was it was fun. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have
0: to review it when it's all done. But yeah. I I don't know, like I have a hard time like waiting week to week for episodes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I normally do too, but just all my so I have these several channels that I watch on YouTube that are like comic book related, right? So like they're gonna go ahead and do the deep dive and like talk about this. So, show yeah, and, so you're gonna hear about it, anyways, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So so I, I want to jump in because I think I kind of know, but what's the
1: premise of the show? It's a guy with schizophrenia or multiple personalities. Okay. And uh, he's he's basically. Uh, becomes like connected to this Egyptian deity and uh, he becomes like an avatar for that deity and uh starts enacting its will in the world.
2: Okay. Which deity do you know?
1: Oh, uh Konshu. Yeah, I never I never heard of that one before. Yeah, neither. But apparently there's like nine gods and Khonsu's one of them. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I haven't read like a a ton of Moon Knight comics or anything, right. but um I I did. Re- there was a run, uh, a comic writer Jeff Lemire did, and I like his stuff, and it's really good. So oh, he did. He did one on. Yeah,
2: yeah. I like a lot of his other stuff.
0: Uh, I w- I would definitely recommend that uh, Moon Knight series. It's really
1: the character looks slick. Like he looks really cool, you know. So that's one thing that I think I can, people will probably get behind. That it looks the costume is badass. I think
0: I saw you know just like the GIF of him like getting in the costume, and it's like. It's like a CG costume, right? It just kind of like yeah, magically yeah. Flo- yeah. goes over him. It's uh,
2: not like him lying up bed trying to pull on tight little pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of his identities will have a really shitty suit like that. <laughs> that, that reminds
1: I me was of
2: seeing, the-, uh, the Michelle Pfeiffer getting dressed as Catwoman, but that took a minute.
1: That's what I was thinking about those uh, Batman movies where he could like barely move his neck too. <laughs> what a pain to have to do a whole movie like that oh my gosh
0: you know that that scene in batman returns where like she she's in the store and she like Whips the heads off the the mannequins. That does like I guess movie. she like really did that. I think they said she like really did it in like in one take or something.
2: Yeah, I, yeah she did tra- whip training, <laughs> whip <laughs> training. The whip master.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that that was her training for that movie. Whip training. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, yeah, I mean it is a skill. It takes practice. Okay. Yeah,
1: uh-huh.
2: I've seen like a professional whipper at some. I think it was like Renfair or some 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 bullshit. Mm. But uh. Yeah, it's kind of impressive in all like you wasted your life kind of way, you know.
0: <laughs> I just know I'd end up with one of those like Indiana Jones scars on my right. face.
1: <laughs> my face, my beautiful face. There are also those guys who like are professional lassos. Like, yeah. They, I've seen I've seen people like I don't know if this is in that, South America. That's like hula hooping for dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this is in South America or what, but they'll have like a, another dude like running from that dude who's on a horse <laughs> and he'll be wrangling up a guy <laughs> it was weird. Just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would that's be...
2: what you do on the farm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny to have like a whip master type superhero that just like whip guys in the face <laughs> <laughs> with hideous scars on them. <laughs> can't be worse than Hawkeye. You got the mark. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I <laughs> Indiana Jones is almost a superhero.
1: That's true. I oh, know that that Ivan Drago or whatever. no, what was his name uh, in Iron Man Two? Mickey Rourke's character. He had those like electric. Oh, he had whips. like
0: electro whips. Oh, that's right. What was his name? Oh, what is his name? I don't know. Is the it Bur-
1: Whiplash? Whippy McGee? Maybe <laughs> it was Whiplash. Yeah, I think it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched Iron Man Two in a minute.
1: Yeah, that movie sucked. <laughs> I remember three and two were both. Pro- I-, I never got and two's
0: any watchable. Three's pre- three's the worst MCU movie. <laughs> I think I-,
2: I didn't like two, and I fell asleep in the middle of three. Three is yeah. terrible, man.
1: Yeah, three's really bad. They don't learn their lesson. First one's fantastic. Like Thor, I had no hopes for that franchise either. I thought Thor and Iron Man were both just not great, but then they made Ragnarok, which kind of saved it. But
2: yeah, I've watched Ragnarok a few times.
1: I actually think the
0: original Thor is pretty good, too. Really? Uh. Yeah. I like the first one, not the second one so much. The second one's, yeah, definitely mediocre.
1: I think they were good for their time period. Like, in 2008, we didn't have, like, really good superhero movies. So, like, Iron Man and Thor coming out at that time was like, yeah, okay, you know, let's see where this goes. And then it just got better. So, at least that's what I think, you know, the Marvel. Series.
0: I still think the the original Iron Man is, like, one of the best MCU movies.
1: Okay. I like the first Captain America the most, I think, when it comes to those older movies, like those older Marvel movies.
0: That one's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I might like Civil War the best out of those ones.
1: Yeah, Civil uh, War's good.
0: You know, a lot of people say they love Winter Soldier, and that one I just thought was like okay. It didn't. I didn't. I don't love it. it like it's fine, but I don't know. Some people like really love it. I think yeah, I, I, I like, think
2: I watched the first one and just was like
0: opted out. Of the
1: Captain America movies? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: We should force you to watch every MCU movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
2: a lot of them aren't worth it.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of them
2: are, though. What about this? Uh, was it Morbius coming up?
0: Oh no! No, I've See, heard bad things. Bad though. things. That's is it out already? Well, yeah. It, well, it just came out. And, yeah, it's supposed to be fucking terrible. But the thing is, that's not really an MCU movie. That's Because, like, Sony owns yeah. all the Spider-Man properties. Oh, it's Sony? Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, trying you to, need to know that ahead of the time. The same, yeah. same people that made, the, like, the Venom movies that I haven't watched because they look terrible. <laughs> they're Rotten Tomatoes. To like, Are
2: critics wrong about Morbius?
1: They're trying to, like, butter their bread with the cinematic universe. Yeah. And they're trying to get in on it, but they're not really. Sony the, makes yeah. the
0: shittiest superhero movies. Like, I... I can't Disney just give them an offer they can't refuse? <laughs> like just fucking write that check and buy Spider Man. Who cares what it costs?
1: At this point you're hurting yourself by trying to keep these characters making these movies. Like if you're just gonna make crappy movie after crappy movie, people are gonna be like, Well, Sony just can't make a movie.
0: The sad thing is though, is that like Morbius like made like decent money for its budget or whatever. Like well, it's it's definitely gonna be. Yeah. yeah,
2: Rotten Tomatoes, seventeen percent uh critic score 70 percent. audience score uh, those, yeah those kind of like audiences are the
1: uh, audience is very forgiving i think yeah i think so especially because like the other movies in the universe like kind of help you digest like what you're getting in morbius because you're like okay well maybe it's part of something bigger you know like they're talking about bringing back the sinister six to fight andrew garfield as spider-man
0: uh,
2: <sighs> yeah no thanks Taking a hard pass on this one. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing is, is like if I was just a dumb kid, like I, I would have just seen that awesome Spider-Man movie and been like, "Well, another movie in like the Spider-Man yeah. like franchise. Sign me up." What the
1: fuck is this? <laughs> and the, they even try to connect it to Spider-Man, but I heard that those links aren't actually in the movie. Like, there's a poster of Spider-Man like on a wall.
0: Yeah, like I heard there's like some really forced like after credit scenes with michael keaton's vulture
1: character, oh yeah yeah where
0: they like very weirdly like try to connect it but they like everyone's saying those scenes don't make m- much sense and they're yeah. just like weird tacked I heard on shit. That
1: too. it's pretty bad yeah and the movie itself they forced it to be like pg-13 so there's no blood in a vampire movie you know like and they're supposed to be like gory looking shots like in the in the sense that people like gurgling on their blood and he's moving and cutting their throats and stuff but there's no blood you know yeah, I mean I, I,
0: I, some of these properties I feel like you do need some nuts yeah I don't know that, that part doesn't bother me so much I mean look at the Batman movie we watched it was PG-13 and there was a lot of violence yeah in but
1: it. that one they actually showed violence like it it looked, you. I would have believed it wasn't PG-13, you know, somebody right. told me. Whereas this movie, like, they're forcing it so hard to where, I haven't seen it, but only what I've heard. But
0: I, I guess know. with the whole vampire thing, you'd expect to see more blood. And yeah. they, that's one of the things they can't really do too much of with a PG-13 rating.
1: Yeah, and when they show him doing action moves, like, it's very obscured, you know. So it's not clear the way they're, they're he's moving and uh-huh. what he's doing. So it just doesn't look good.
0: But, yeah, this whole, like, Sony thing is disappointing because, like, you know, they teamed up with Marvel enough to make those Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, which are good. Yes. But then it's like, oh, no, we're doing our own thing with these other movies, and they're yeah, fucking
1: garbage. I get a strong feeling that Marvel and Sony are, like, those like two kids teaming up on a class project, and one is really good at, the, you know, doing schoolwork, and the other one sucks, and he's just coasting along. And, like, when they came to Spider-Man, Marvel was like, hey, we'll help you make this movie better, and Sony was like, okay. Then they made Morbius, and nobody helped them, and they came out with that garbage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if you look look at, like, all the, so- all the superhero movies Sony's ever made, like, their track record is ter- terrible. I mean, you got the very original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which is, like, it's watchable. Like, I don't think it holds up insanely well, but it's watchable. Then you get Spider-Man 2, which is actually pretty decent, pretty good. But then, Spider-Man 3, shit. Amazing Spa- Spider-Man 1, shit. Amazing Spider-Man 2, shit. The Venom movies, shit, shit. I mean, this Morbius movie, shit. The the one, I guess they did make the, you know, the animated, like, uh, oh, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. That was really good. But, man, their live action track record is just terrible.
1: Did they also make those old movies, like uh, Daredevil, Elektra, whatever?
0: Those ones would have been Fox,
1: I believe. Okay, all right. And those are fucking terrible too,
0: <laughs> man. Yeah, it's, man. Superhero Until movies have recently. had a rough history, man. Until
1: recently, I just don't think we had the ability to make a superhero movie. Now we do.
0: <sighs> the thing is, is, like is. <laughs> the thing yeah. is, is like even after we started, like they started making some good ones. Like there's still some really bad ones
1: to get <laughs> yeah. in the mix. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing. They're making so much money off it. They're gonna churn and burn
1: some. Yeah, Sony seems like they're just doing a cra- cash grab. You know, like... It
2: could be. They just might not have their shit together enough to do it. Mm. Like, maybe they don't have the team or, you know, there's somebody at the top force things that aren't fitting right or something.
0: That's the thing is Marvel has a structure to it. And, like, they got that one, like, pro- Kevin Fai- who Fai- who's, like, you know, the pro- one of their main producers who has, like, a hand in every movie. So he, he gives it, like, a, a consistency throughout right. all of them, which is a good idea, But at the same time, I'm like, you're telling me... If he sucked, then it would all Yeah. (laughs) That's the one thing I'm curious about. Like, if he left, would they... Would it hold together? Would it hold together? But the other thing is, is like, are you telling me... Like, he's obviously a rare talent. But are you telling me there's not one person in this whole fucking world that is both an experienced, like, good movie producer and has, like, a reverence for DC Comics?
2: I mean, the thing is, though, if they make a shitty movie and it makes a shitload of money, why why are you going to fire that guy? He's making you an assload of money. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you could have anybody make a Batman movie and it's still going to bring in at least $500 million.
0: Yeah, it's pretty true. You you would think, though, like over... it would be better to have better
1: movies. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You would think over time that the the novelty of just it, it being a superhero movie would wear off and people would actually maybe look at Rotten Tomatoes and be like, oh, this Morbius movie seems like a pile of shit. Maybe I won't see this one.
2: But at the same time, like you said, you have like a large demographic of younger people and sometimes they're tastes aren't
0: that's true man if i was a kid i would be watching all of these no matter what right and probably yeah. loving them i mean we watched uh batman forever <laughs> yeah, that's true. I actually when, yeah, when I was a kid I really liked Batman forever. But even as a kid, Batman and Robin was terrible. <laughs>
1: I, I saw a YouTube video where this guy ranked all the Batman video or movies by which ones have the Bat credit card and which ones don't. <laughs> so only one of them was ranked number one.
0: <laughs> yeah, what a weird choice to go so campy with those movies. Yeah. Like who was asking for that? Like nobody.
1: But that that does fit with, like, the whole 80s and 90s theme. Like, they did have, like, really campy action movies.
0: But, I mean, like, after they had, like, Batman 89 and Batman Returns, what a, what a hard turn <laughs> to go into, like, the tone of Batman Forever. And, and then Batman and Robin.
1: Whew. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: it's just, like, what a weird choice.
2: <laughs> Is that where uh, whoa, Chris O'Donnell's career died? <laughs> I mean...
0: I think that was definitely like the peak of his fame. Right, and he still acts like he does TV and one of those like NCIS shows. Oh, they, I, thought, I
2: thought you were gonna say Hallmark or
0: uh, you know, I'd, Lifetime. That wouldn't romance. surprise me if he's done a few of those as well. But
1: they nah. totally shoehorned Alicia Silverstone's character into that movie too, like just to have a love interest for Robin.
2: Oh, I vaguely remember. It's been ages. Oh yeah, it's, I saw her in something recently where she was like middle aged. I know she'd pretty much quit acting. I Forget what the hell, yeah.
0: I haven't seen her into something in ages, yeah.
2: Oh, I watched that the the, the killing of the sacred deer movie. How was that? I've considered uh, watching it, not I, great. I wouldn't uh put it at the top of your list, okay. Okay, <laughs> fair enough, but yeah, I was a little surprised. I was like, is that her? I mean, yeah,
0: the last time For I heard sure, at least. the last time I heard anything about Alicia Silverstone is like <laughs> the paparazzi took pictures of her. And she was, like, baby birding food into her kid's mouth. <laughs> she, uh,
2: I mean, that's parenting. You, you that do no, That's gross, <laughs> gross parenting, man. It's like,
0: that's fucking gross. Yeah. It's
2: like, you don't want to eat this? <laughs> Open up. Here comes the <laughs> daddy bird. That kid's yeah. going to grow
1: up and beat her up one day. <laughs> <laughs> this in. is for what you did. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to other kids. Yeah,
2: doesn't your mom do this? No, man.
1: Just a, a cold. <laughs> he just comes back way. from school. <laughs> yeah. You lied to you. me. Mom. <laughs> you said
0: everybody does <laughs> Now give me a drink of that boob milk.
1: your <laughs> <laughs> <Tidier> lies. <laughs>
2: Remember, like, ages ago, there was like a. I want to say it was like a time like cover. Yeah. Where like there's like this like eight year old kid like just standing like
1: on a step stool or something.
2: I, was he even on a step stool? I don't know, but he's like, yeah, drinking milk from his mom and they're both basically just standing. There. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's, he's probably a little big for that. Yeah. But yeah, he's probably killed himself by now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, I mean, that is a thing. Like some moms like. Weirdo moms like feed breastfeed their kids way too long. Yeah, maybe it keeps the milkers big
2: and heavy. But
0: the thing is, is like even if they're like, well, I believe that the the milk is good for them. Like they could pump it and still (laughs) give it to their kids. The fact that they're going straight from the breast (laughs) when their kids like five, right? Like they're getting something weird out of it. Yeah, (laughs) if it's a you don't want to get into puberty with that going on,
2: that's going to cause some issues.
0: But do you know there's also these class of like couples where like women will let like their husbands yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. like suck their breast milk for like years or whatever you know cause I they're s- into it I saw like a weird like dating
2: profile once where that was somebody's she put that on there she's like I'm looking for a relationship where you know doodle like Drink my milk like two or three times a day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, well, if you'll return the favor. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't write back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, You guys watch anything else? So you watch Moon Knight? You guys watch anything else?
2: Uh, I've had a couple things. Better Call Saul's got a season out, and it's been pretty strong. Yeah, I
0: definitely want to watch that.
2: So I'm in the middle of that. I've watched uh, some of Picard on Amazon, and I've been liking that too. It's a... I don't know they have gone for they're not it's not like episodic it's more like a
0: ongoing story. Yeah, it seems like they're doing that more now cuz Star Trek Discovery is the same way it's 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 not like, you know, one and done like yeah. the other like the older shows it's it's definitely serialized.
2: I was I was I really had pretty milkworm expectations going in but I've been enjoying it so far.
0: I'll have to watch it like I did kind of want to like watch all the Next Generation before I do that but like there's so much of it that maybe I'll just go to Picard. Yeah, just knocking you up. I'm, I mean, it sounds like you can figure out everything that's going on, regardless.
2: Yeah, pretty much. The only thing they they kind of uh, assume you know is that like Data sacrificed himself for Picard in, in one of the movies. It wasn't in the show.
0: I, I I heard there was a movie where he died. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that that comes into play, but that's really the only thing that solidly comes into play.
0: Okay. Yeah, I might have to try it. They even got another uh, Star Trek show coming out called brave new worlds I believe which has um basically Captain Pike who was the captain like before Kirk took over before Kirk yeah yeah well the thing is is like Star Trek Discovery started in that same before Kirk period but then like I, I get them confused they I get la- like some over. well they get launched way to the future but now it's gonna go back because they introduced Pike in in one of those seasons in his like other people, so
2: which one had Doctor Sam Beckett?
0: That one was <laughs> called Enterprise. Enterprise. I've never seen that, and the, people don't seem to like that one very much. I watched much. a few, but I didn't get really get into it. Yeah, people don't like even start like Trekkies. I don't think really care for that one.
2: A lot of big like genres like that have some something where they're just like didn't see it. Nothing, nothing to see here.
0: Right.
1: Doctor Sam Beckett <laughs> is that the guy who also hosted a Factor Fiction on the Sci-Fi Channel yeah. later on?
2: Uh, well, I was making reference to Quantum Leap. Oh, okay. okay. But um, Scott
1: Bakula is a, his real name. Oh, okay. okay. I,
2: there might be a like a playwright named Samuel Beckett. I know there's a Beckett. I don't know his first.
1: Oh, name. Oh no, I was just thinking like there's a character from Star Trek who did like host. I don't know who that was. Oh, uh, LeVar Burton, the Reading Rainbow. He
0: was host of. Oh, what's it was that like a white guy? Was, oh, okay, never mind. What's Factor Fiction? It was like. Uh, oh, that was would,
2: t- number two. Riker. Oh, yeah. Oh, Riker. oh yeah,
0: it yeah. was like a mysteries type of yeah, show. Yeah. yeah, I remember that now. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. <laughs>
2: and they're like fact or fiction and you're like, "Oh, that was bullshit." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you could always tell what it was.
0: <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? If you watch I noticed this watching next generation he always sits in chairs. Weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a TikTok about him. Like, there's a oh, guy there? who mimics him. Like, who just comes over chairs, comes over couches, comes over all kinds of things, like the way he did. He did. He literally <laughs> did that. Like, he'll step over top of a chair and then sit down. And yeah. I'm like, what
0: the fuck's going on here? You can pull it out, man. Yeah. <laughs> or you he's, go around? He's or like, or I what? didn't have any lines in that scene. I just
2: needed <laughs> to. Uh, you know, I had to do something. <laughs>
1: yeah he actually saw the guy making fun of him on tiktok he even laughed oh really yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i didn't it's i didn't know they like did a compilation of it or anything but yeah i just noticed him like man this guy's always sitting in chairs fucking weird (laughs) he's like i'm gonna make my presence now (laughs) oh he wasn't number two he's number
2: one right number two is a gold member. or something number one
0: make it so I don't know who number two would have been. <laughs> Data might have been number two. Um, let's see. Anything else on the TV front, guys? I think that's about it, all I got. Yeah. So, like, WrestleMania was this past weekend. WrestleMania to hear
1: about it. Well,
0: and I'll say this at first, like, I wasn't even going to watch it because, like, wrestling's been pretty bad lately. And, like, even the lead up to this WrestleMania, I'm like, I don't think there's even really anything to get excited for. Yeah. And, you know, for the last couple years, they've actually done WrestleMania, like, as a two-night event, like, Saturday and Sunday, which they did again this year. Okay. Because that way they get, like, two nights worth of tickets. (laughs) And they just, they have a huge roster, so, you know, they do it that way. But then, like, I wasn't going to watch it, but then, like, people started tweeting about, like, the Saturday night. Mm. And they're like, hey, this was actually surprisingly good. Okay. And I was like, fuck. So I was like, okay, (laughs) okay, I'll subscribe to Peacock for a month and I'll watch this thing. And I watched night one. And it actually was, like, decent. Like, there was actually some good matches on it. And I was like, okay, okay. And, man, they front-loaded because I went (laughs) Sunday night, and I was like, whoo! this is a fucking stinker for the most part. They
2: they didn't save anything.
0: I mean, they saved, like, the the main event, which was, like, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, which I was kind of, you know, they had a decent build-up to that match, but, like, it ended up not being a great match, like, uh, and, and all the other stuff before it was just like not not very good. So,
1: have you heard anything about Jake Paul doing wrestling? He was on that event. He was on that. Okay, yeah,
0: he was on the Saturday Night
1: Show. Okay, he, I heard he like did not get a positive reception.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, he. Uh, I don't think people like him in real life. Yeah, he, he's he's, just... he's kind of a douchey guy, yeah. but he actually did like. You could tell he actually put the work in and He did, like, a decent okay. job in the ring. A lot better than some of the other, like, celebrities that okay. had get in the ring in prior years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I think people were, like, praising, like, his in-ring, like, mm-hmm. work. But, yeah, I don't think people necessarily like him. It's just like the him.
1: spillover from they don't like him, that's all. I think so. Okay,
0: all right. Yeah, he seems like a douchey guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched that. And, and since I had Peacock, like, I, I just was exploring that app and see and i i tried the show um i'm watching called ap bio mm. which is like a comedy that has that guy that plays dennis on uh, yeah always sunny okay
1: glenn howerton
0: glenn howerton yeah and like it's okay so far like there's it's funny sometimes like uh but i think it's a show that's already like done with i think it's like four seasons or something but i think it already ended but like it's decent i'll probably go through and watch it all but
1: uh i watched some of it, it it's almost like he's playing the same character as dennis like in that <laughs> show too <laughs> he, he
0: is like similar isn't yeah. he kind of a shithead but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably not quite as bad as dennis yeah. but like <laughs> 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 um yeah, so that's it. Uh, you guys uh, got anything else before we get into this show? Oh, work story. So, a glass company came to replace a window on the 12th floor
2: today. Shot out. Somebody shot a 12th floor window.
1: Oh, <laughs> <Well>, that's comforting. Like <laughs> from the ground floor, they just shot at the window? I'm
2: assuming it was shot, yeah, from the street light level. It's a secure floor. Unlocked. Or another tall building around or something.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Possibly. I wouldn't think so because you can't... They're not really windows that open on skyscrapers.
1: Mm. And I hope the homeless people don't have guns. That would be a real bad situation. Some
0: of them do. Oh, I'm sure (laughs) a lot of them do. Oh, boy. They got to protect their their carts somehow. no,
1: I've I've
2: definitely seen people with knives and... uh, Saw a dude with an antler. He was sleeping with an antler one day. I was like, this is some savage shit. (laughs) Like, don't fuck with somebody carrying an antler.
1: (laughs) It's like prison rules out there.
0: (laughs) I was stabbed with like a fucking moose (laughs) rack. <laughs> the third one this week <laughs>
1: Like a monkey's paw <laughs> <laughs> You
2: never fucking know man There's some crazy
1: fuckers out there,
2: there?
0: <laughs> Um. Alright should we get to it now? Sure All right, so anyone who hasn't listened, we're going to go around the table. Everyone's going to bring a random, crazy news story to the table, and we'll see if we can't make something funny and or entertaining
1: out of it. And as tradition dictates, we usually start with AJ. So, AJ, what do you got for us this week? All right, man freaks out after sending STI results instead of cover letter in dream job application. Yeah,
0: I I had this as a possible.
1: (laughs) A man freaked out after submitting his STI results instead of his cover letter in an application for his dream job. What? Watch him recount them. Oh, it's a video. Uh, I just want
2: you to know I'm (laughs) STD-free.
1: Jacques Paul from Haringey, London, had been job hunting for around 18 months when at last an exciting opportunity arose in a digital marketing role at a big consulting firm. The 27-year-old duly spent hours filling out the application and putting his best self forward, but it was, it was only after sub- hitting submit that he realized he had made a crucial error. You get an email confirmation of your application. It said to log in to see the status, which I did, he recalled. I wanted to make sure everything was okay. Then, he, then I saw the PDF of the STD results and freaked out. Jacques had meant to attach his cover letter, but instead shared the results of his sexual health screening. Oh dear, he messed up. Uh, on the plus side, his results were negative, so if he'd been p- applying for a role as a porn star, the attachment would have uh, helped his case. Uh, but in this, but but with it being a role in digital marketing, not so much. Jacques fears the employer fears the employer may have may not have even known it was a mistake. Instead, assuming that he that he thought here's another good thing about me: I don't have any STDs. The cock up a. The cock-up occurred (laughs) about a year and a half ago and was rejected within three days of applying. He said, I put a, I put a lot of thought and time into applying for this. You have to make sure your CV is adjusted. Uh, you, you write your, the cover letter. I proofread everything, then effed up at the end by uploading the wrong thing. I couldn't change the application, and the only email that was on the website was IT support. I wasn't going to make it a bigger deal than it already was. I freaked out and was just... And just waited, hoping there was a very nice, sensible human on the other side seeing it and knowing it was an honest mistake and they'd reach out and for the actual cover letter. But that obviously didn't happen. Within 72 hours, I got a standard message saying they weren't proceeding with my application. He's able to see the funny side of the mishap now, though, having since landed a new job, and he decided to share his story on TikTok in a bid to destigmatize sexual health and importance of getting tested. Um, so yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm pretty sure I told this story on here before, but I worked with like this kind of doofy, like uh, like 300 pound guy, and he was like just, like super like Elmer Fudd type, but he had to he had to e- email like uh, some paperwork to HR. And somehow he sent him like naked pictures of his girlfriend. <laughs> 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 and, and like uh, he apparently the woman from human right, resources called him and told him it was inappropriate. But like I guess he didn't get reported. <laughs> like it didn't go any higher than her. So. I mean, that's pretty decent of her, I guess.
1: How do you accidentally send naked <laughs> pictures of your girlfriend? I don't know. He was he was dumb though. Oh my. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: I like the idea of this guy in this story being like, "So I have six years experience. I have I I had a four point GPA, and as you can see, I fuck." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hoping some some hiring manager really needs a little piece of <laughs> i'm good to go
1: guys <laughs> <laughs> i won't slow down the office orgy <laughs> no aids on this guy <laughs>
0: um all right are we to manifesto round one well i
2: delayed all my stories so but this is a short blurb uh so someone decided to like prank the church and they go in there and they're sitting there or whatever. And basically it sounds like they didn't do anything for the service, but you know, when they pass like the plate around or whatever, he put like a $20 bill in there. But then when they got, went to count it, like it just opens up and it had like a lecture on evolution.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
2: Like, that took some dedication. Yeah. Like you, you had to get out of bed, <laughs> you know, yeah, Dad, just print it out. You, you go in, there. go into the church, <laughs> <laughs> sit through the sermon, yeah.
1: put it in the thing. Oh. It's pretty good. I, I heard uh, recently this girl on TikTok. She was talking about most embarrassing stories at church that she she has, and uh, she said that she had one time seen like at her church, her pastor. Uh, calls up all the people who have thousand dollar donations oh yeah so he's like hey i got a feeling that we got some thousand dollar donations coming up everybody's got them come on up and like one guy in the very back of the line he like ran into the back of the line he was so excited and he gave a 500 donation and the pastor was like What's this? I didn't ask for five hundred dollars donations, man. Get out of here <laughs> with this! Like he like embarrassed the guy. I said a thousand, bitch. <laughs> yeah, this is like those OnlyFans girls. <laughs> it was rough. He's
2: like, oh, he gave me a thousand bucks. Good job.
1: I, I haven't been to a church since I was a kid. Like I only went with friends and stuff. Yeah. But I heard now they have like kiosks where you can use your credit card to donate. Money and I'd be like with homeless
2: people like I don't have a car or, or Girl Scouts. Because Girl card. Scouts will take credit cards now.
1: Like th- they'll put you in debt for your donation. <laughs> That's crazy to me.
2: I saw a picture where somebody like a homeless guy had like an, a card reader they're trying to give to somebody. <laughs> I'm like, nah, fuck <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not worried at all about you stealing my identity. <laughs> You know, talking about this guy with, like, the evolution thing, I, I always thought it would be funny for, like, um, athe- an atheist to, like, you know, print up, like, some Jehovah-style, like, propaganda, like, right. but, like, atheist shit, and then go door-to-door <laughs> trying to sell people on atheism. <laughs> <laughs> the That'd thing is, though, there were people who would be very
2: pissed. Oh, oh yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Like,
2: viciously pissed.
0: I want to see the jackass guys do that. <laughs> Because I bet this, is, I bet somebody would get punched.
1: Yeah, I, I heard about a guy who killed a person because the person was just uh, telling them their side of like what they believe, atheism. You know, and the guy himself was religious, so the religious guy killed the atheist. <laughs> <laughs> this, is,
2: this is what Jesus would want.
1: <laughs> I saw one
2: of these Omega chats the other day, and there's like a guy sitting there with a cross on the wall. And then there's another guy sitting there with a beer and like he opens the beer and the religious guy just starts losing his shit and screaming and don't drink this sin and just going off and the guy's just sitting there smiling drinking his beer and the guy just keeps going and going.
1: Oh, I love that. I would have loved to see yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, if you're set off so easily, it's got to be a hard life, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just to go off on somebody on Omega. Like I, there's so many of those videos where like just randos are having the weirdest yeah. interactions.
2: Oh I had a I saw another great one that's it's probably made the block a few times. That, like this girl and dude are like talking and like he's showing muscles and she starts showing muscles and then like at some point she's like, I'd kick your ass,
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like that. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else on that one? No, no.
2: Flipping through to see if I have anything else in there.
0: Uh, I found another list article here. Uh, so this is six of the most bizarre heists in recent history. Uh, yesterday we brought you this strange story about the Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist, which... I've heard of, but I'm not going to (laughs) read. As we were writing it, we got to thinking, what other strange heists have there been? As it turns out, crooks around the world have pulled off pretty dang weird cons and heists. They aren't something you'd see in Ocean's Eleven, but a lot of these stories would still make for great movies. So without further ado, here are the six of the most bizarre heists in recent history. Uh, Number one, the German chocolate heist. Uh, Canadians apparently aren't the only ones pilfering truckloads of sweet stuff. In 2017, thieves made off with an entire semi-truck trailer in the town of Neustadt, Germany. Inside the trailer was no less than 20 tons of Nutella, uh, Kinder Surprise Eggs, and various other chocolate products. In total, the load of chocolate had an estimated worth of $82,000. According to German police, the crooks would have needed a whole truck off their own to pilfer the trailer. What we don't know is whether they knew the trailer was loaded with chocolate. Bizarrely enough, on the same weekend another trailer carrying seventy thousand dollars worth of fruit juice disappeared in another German city. How do you even sell that <laughs> off? I don't know. Maybe German criminals just like their sweets. Yeah, I I know it's like Do, do the they ch- have a chocolate fence? Like <laughs> the There's chocolate like will last school. a
2: while, but like if you have a semi full of juice and you don't have like you know, an entire set of supermarkets you sell to. <laughs> it's just this guy eating Nutella
0: sandwiches, washing it down with
1: juice. <laughs> it just sounds like they're getting hit up by kids or something. <laughs> uh,
0: the next one, the Amsterdam cheese slicer heist. Uh, you don't always need to steal tons upon tons of things to make the headlines. Sometimes you just need to slip away with a single expensive and weird item. Case in point, the Amsterdam Cheese Museum was shocked in 2015 when thieves stole a cheese slicer. Stole a cheese slice, I think it means slicer, held on display at the museum. But this wasn't just any utensil. It was the world's most expensive cheese slicer worth an approximately $28,000. The ludicrously valuable Bosca Holland slicer is made of platinum and covered with 220 diamonds for some reason. We sort of doubt the crooks will be using it uh, to slice their Gouda. I mean, yeah. Why would even why would someone make that? Yeah,
1: I thought it was like just a really impeccable machine.
0: (laughs) I thought it was gonna be like an industrial, like
2: just cutting like big old things of parmesan all day or something. No,
1: it's just uh, Just
0: incredible. It's something like like a rapper would buy. (laughs) (laughs) Look
2: at my cheese grater.
0: Next, the Agricultural Bank of China heist. Uh, There's nothing particularly weird about how this heist was uh, carried. Uh, in 2007, Ren Fang, a manager at the Agricultural Bank of China, stole $26,000 from the bank with the help of two security guards. What's bizarre is how Ren decided to cover his tracks. He used the money to buy lottery tickets in the hopes that he'd win enough money to cover up the theft and still profit. And what do you know? The plan worked. And if it worked once, it's bound to work again, right? Not so. For his second attempt, Ren stole four point three million and blew almost all of it on the lottery, only to get nothing in return. Desperate, he then stole another two point three million to buy more lottery tickets, only to lose everything again. How was he stealing this much? Uh with the help of security guards at his bank, I guess. But Well, it seems like he had a pretty good thing going. Well, it said the first time, you know, he won enough that he put it back and still had a surplus. But how he did these other ones, and like, he must have done them in quick succession, I guess. I don't know. Um, at this point, Chinese authorities noticed the missing funds and promptly arrested and executed Ren. So, not a happy ending for that guy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, the Czech bridge heist. Stealing a bridge sounds like something a villain in a Saturday morning cartoon uh, would do. But it's also something that a gang of Czech criminals with a bunch of power tools would do. In 2012, a crooked crew swiped an entire bridge from the small town Slavkov in the Czech Republic. This wasn't some small they wood... cocked that up. Yeah. This wasn't <laughs> some- Sister City,
2: slob knob. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this wasn't some small wooden bridge, either. It was a 650-foot-long behemoth of a railroad bridge weighing 10 tons. Not only that, they carried the crime out in broad daylight. The criminals forged documents stating that they were a work crew tasked with dismantling the bridge so that a new one could be built. Take a guess for how much the gang managed to sell the tons of metal uh, for. That's right, they got an astronomical sum of about sixty three hundred dollars. You have to wonder if it was even worth the effort.
1: I mean How many days did it take? Just one?
0: Uh I'm not sure I don't think it tells, but it does seem like a lot of work.
1: Yeah, for sixty three hundred dollars. Yeah.
2: I've and heard like, of like a con man selling like I wanna say the Golden State Bridge. Like he took uh took Biz to sell it as scrap. Huh. And I think he actually did it like two
0: times. <laughs> Uh, The next one, the Russian church heist. Uh, How do you top stealing a bridge? You just have to think bigger and steal an entire church. We're not kidding. In 2008, Russian criminals took apart and sold off a 200-year-old church in the village of Kamarovo. Now, the church naturally was out of commission. Otherwise, worshippers might have noticed something weird. Additionally... Uh, the village is so remote that thieves could work undisturbed as they dismantled the two-story building brick by brick. By the time anyone noticed the theft, all that re- remained of the church were the foundation and a couple wall sections. Bizarre as church theft sounds, it's apparently not that uncom- uncommon in Russia. The religious artifacts and building materials sell for a hefty price. Like I could see, like maybe like some like statues or something selling for money. But who just wa- would pay big money for a piece of a church? I mean, are they re- just reselling it as building material? Um, I don't know because it says like it sounds like the things that f- get the most money is religious artifacts, hmm. but maybe maybe a combination of the both. I don't know. And then uh, the Philadelphia bug heist. We can't top a church in scale, so let's wrap this list up with uh, with something else. Something smaller, something with more legs. In 2018, a gang of thieves targeted the Philadelphia Insectarium and Butterfly Pavilion. They made off with some $50,000 worth of loot, but it wasn't money they took. Instead, they stole more than 7,000 insects, spiders, and reptiles, including a six-eyed sand spider. All in all, the criminals pilfered some 80% of the museum's animal collection. The crime... Crime got caught on security cameras, which indicated it was an inside job, and it had to be. Who else uh, but bug experts would even think to pull off a heist like this? Yeah, I'd be like, "Oh shit, it's on me." (laughs) I just picture I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'd steal them and then be like covered in spiders. This is horrible.
1: I just picture that fat guy from Jurassic Park who who like stole the dinosaur DNA or the embryos. Right, right, right. (laughs) Newman. (laughs)
0: Um, So, yeah, that's it on that one. Some weird heist. What do you got for us, AJ story number two?
1: Let's see here. All right. This one's kind of stupid. Uh, Driver crashes 250,000-pound Ferrari after driving it less than two miles. Uh, The driver didn't even get their two miles in their new car. It was supposed to be their pride and joy, but instead it's now a mangled wreck. Uh, This is the aftermath of a very expensive crash that happened earlier today. It shows a 250,000-pound supercar that crashed on the same day that the owner bought it, just two miles away from the dealership. The luxury car is believed to be a Ferrari 488. Uh, Photos shared by police show the front bonnet crumpled with scratches all across. I mean, basically, this guy's a dumbass. The the owner was uninjured. Uh, Yeah, just wow. I mean, you, you probably are loaded, at this point, like you could probably pay for it, but that's just wow. No, you 250,000 pound car, you crashed. I
2: don't know Maybe. if it's the same over here, there, but like here, you have to have like full coverage before you can drive off the lot. Can you imagine like <laughs> writing that policy and two hours later, the dude calls you? He's like, Yeah, you're in it for about a quarter of a million.
1: Oh my gosh. Wait, so, so you have a policy on this car. How much do, are you out like if you crash it? Like you start to pay the down payment. And then, or the deposit, and then...
2: Well, I'm sure they do, like, it depreciated, like, 20% when you drove it off oh. the lot kind of thing, but,
0: yeah, whatever fair market value is, if you totaled it, I don't know. Do you guys remember that actor? I, I, th- I want to say his name's, like, Eddie Griffin or something. He's the guy that played the pimp on Deuce right, Bigelow. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I remember years ago, he was doing a promote, promotion for some movie he was in, and I think it had it was a movie about, like, race cars or some shit. And, like, for the promotion, like, they had him, like, get in, like, this fancy car and, like, drive it a little bit. And he, like, totally, like, crashed it into something, like, did a bunch of damage. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, you need training to drive some of those cars. They're, <laughs> they're dangerous.
1: I don't even... I, I have no curiosity for any of these kinds of cars. I, I don't care to drive them. I,
2: I don't know if I'd die to drive one. I, I mean, I, I'd kind of like to sit in, like, the passenger seat of, like, a professional driver or something, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Oh, like go around a NASCAR track with a professional driver? might be fun.
1: I'd just have a puckered up ball. Yeah, me too. Probably,
2: because they come with like in a quarter of an inch of like those fucking walls and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: I
0: I don't even (laughs) handle roller coasters very well. I think (laughs) anything that makes me pull a G or two, I'm like, my body doesn't like it.
1: Right, right. And you definitely got to be careful what you eat before you get on (laughs) one of those. Make sure you're on empty. Yeah.
0: Man, I don't know how those... you ever see those videos of, like, guys that'll get in those, like, you know, fast jets? They'll yeah. take them up, and they'll, they'll push them until they black out. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck
2: that. Yeah, like, the centrifuges where, like, you can tell they're having trouble even breathing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you you see, like, two people in the... Cockpits and like one of them passes out, the other one's still flying. Yeah, (laughs) and like one of them will throw up (laughs) inside. It's it's crazy. You know those NASCAR drivers like they they lose like ten pounds in like sweat, sweating. Yeah, Yeah. in those races, that's nuts. And they have like this hydration system like hooked up in the car for them. They didn't realize how hot it gets in those.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I imagine it'd be pretty fucking toasty in those. Well, I mean,
1: they just don't put air conditioning in those cars. Well, right?
2: they don't put like anything extra. They don't have to. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'd splurge a little
0: bit. <laughs> we can <laughs> slow down a little bit for some air conditioning. <laughs> can we just all agree? We'll go a little slower, but we'll be more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I'll
1: just pray a little extra.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of those NASCAR guys are in really good shape.
1: I got another one. Uh, bullet removed from woman's back uh she that, that last one was my story or your story it was I it don't was know. yours I don't have yeah i have two anyway well I, one was short so i figured i'd do another one sure uh bullet removed from woman's back she had almost forgotten about the bullet until she felt it move erica miles was uh, was at high school when she found herself at the center of a terrifying situation which could have turned out much worse back in 2005 when i was in high school after a football game my friends and i were waiting on our rides and we ended up and we end up being innocent bystanders caught in the middle of two groups of people shooting at each other, she recalled on the medical documentary series Stuck. I ended up shot in the back. I felt a burning sensation. Uh, They said it was too close to my spine at the time, and they didn't want to take it out. Erica lived with the bullet for 15 years. Over the years uh, since, the nursing assistant learned to live with the bullet inside her, almost forgetting it was there. She said, I never felt it moving throughout the uh, years in my back, I never thought about it. It never bothered me. Uh, but one night, her horrific experience 15 years ago, bubbled up to the surface quite literally. She, uh, as she felt the bullet under her skin, I knew that's what it was. She said, I was actually scared because I knew it shouldn't have been in that place. It was in the top portion of my back and it moved down to the lower portion. Uh, while it might seem strange that the bullet was left there so long, her surgeon, Doctor George Crawford, explained that this is a common practice. He said people get shot all the time. We never remove bullets. That's uh, kind of a TV thing. We leave bullets in unless they are stuck in a vessel or a joint. The reason why that is usually the, the reason why is that you usually will cause a bigger problem trying to get it out. Uh, he continued, the body will get rid of rid of its on rid of it on its own. In, the majority of the time Uh, the problem is when it gets to the surface that's when it starts to cause pain in her Erica this started causing a significant amount of pain so we decided to take it out dr. Crawford freed her of the bullet after so many years Uh, in the show dr. Crawford can be seen making an incision in Erica's back before plucking out the back the back squatting bullet with forceps uh, thankfully, the procedure was a success, and Erica can now rest easy at night, knowing her traumatic high school experiences behind her. And this kind of reminds me of like a story about a, a like a German like Nazi officer who like after World War II he had been shot in the head in World War II. Oh yeah and after world war ii he moved to america him and his wife like lived here for several years like i think three four decades yeah and then one day like the bullet was like lodged a little bit differently in his head and he died
2: yeah yeah they do move around and yeah it'd be shitty to die from it later we had um one of my aunts like she was married like nine times but one of her husbands was in vietnam and he'd gotten some shrapnel and like he said the same thing like they left basically left it in but every once in a while he, like his skin is start you get an itchy spot or a sore spot and like eventually like a little piece of metal starts sticking out and you pull it out oh, so but- yeah it moves around in you and yeah <laughs> eventually it might come out
1: that's wild you got bullets just floating around in your body yeah, pieces
0: of metal and
1: shit
0: <laughs> yeah it's kind of scary to know though they can be like a Taking time bomb like they moved in the wrong
1: spot,
2: yeah, you fucked like yeah. pierce an artery or something, yeah, and then you just die.
1: Yeah, I mean you don't think about it, but they're probably like little sharp jagged pieces, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I actually thought that like they tried to get them out in most cases, unless it was like a situation like that, like close to the spine or something, yeah. where they, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I didn't know. I know that. i would never heard that. Yeah, I you're thought like, it was, yeah. We'll leave that one in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought it would like poison the blood or something.
0: That's what I was kind of thinking too. Yeah. yeah, it can't be good for your body to have like metal in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, isn't it lead? Uh, some are
0: lead. They're not all lead.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't know. They're yeah, just going crazy. <laughs> you got shot, and then thirty years later, you're like, Oh, I got no mind anymore." Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, if he got shot in the head and he, like he had some good years in him after that, I mean, I guess still kind of lucky
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: all right i got another article here so this is about a a, a pub that i guess i think is closed now but uh they said that's you UK, the uk's toughest pub where people got shot with crossbows and kicked sheep <laughs> um if you think you've been in some risky pubs before then you might reassess after you've learned about this old pub in manchester uh, that was once described as one of the toughest in the whole of britain it's gone now, but it's in its heyday, it was famous for people firing crossbows at each other and booting farm animals. Yes, you read that right, but we'll get to that story later. Uh, the pub used to be in the central Manchester area of Colliehurst and was called Billy Greens. Uh, the Brash Boozer was rather aptly named after a local boxer and a pub and pub landlord, and it garnered a reputation as a pretty dicey place for a pint back in the early 2000s. Billy Greens and Colliehurst... Um, In truth, the pub had made such a name for itself that in 2004, a documentary crew from uh, Sky showed up to film a show called The Toughest Pubs in Britain. They're asking locals to describe what the pub was like and tell their favorite stories. As the show described, here we are again as a traditional British boozer, a local pub for local people, a center for the community, a place to meet old friends and mix with like-minded souls. Fat Chance. Uh, Let's continue our journey with a trip to sunny Manchester and, if you dare, to the notorious Colliehurst Estate. Uh, The first drinker interviewed told the show, "Um, I call it Beirut. If if you've not got a car burnt outside your house in the morning, you've had a good night. Uh, Someone allegedly once set a uh, crossbow off in the pub. Uh, the man continued, We've been in jail all of our lives, so fucking what? You win some, you lose some. I've been stabbed eight times, mate. Eight times and survived. One drinker uh, really opened up the tap, taps with this tale. The funniest thing I saw in this pub here was a mate of mine coming back from, the, uh, from United and Leeds away. Coming back from the game, they've nicked the sheep off the moors. They brought the sheep back to the pub on a lead. Uh, this other guy who was in the pub booted the sheep And his mate had a crossbow behind the bar He shot the crossbow at the guy That booted the sheep And it went right through his arm uh, he's wriggling about on the floor So you've got like a sheep on the floor there And you've got this geezer with an arrow in his arm That's the funniest thing I've seen in here. We all just hit the fucking deck, mate. It was just, like, so funny. It was like, wow. That guy's (laughs) dead. Unfortunately, Billy Green's closed uh, for the final time in 2011 and was bulldozed into a patch of wasteland shortly afterwards. Whether that's a good thing or not, you can decide. Either way, it sounds like an interesting snapshot of culture of Colliehurst during the time.
1: I feel like any place that serves alcohol is an unsafe place automatically. <laughs> <laughs> this just had like more delinquents, I guess. Yeah, <laughs>
2: there are some establishments that are known for being a little, yeah, little or rough. rough or, yeah. yeah,
1: I avoid those kinds of establishments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know why people want to meet up and like be in those kinds of places. You gotta be. Yeah, you have to have different a different breed.
2: You have to have a crew if you yeah. want to do that. You not know, be show up and be like, who the fuck are you?
1: Yeah, you can't be like some loner or new guy be like, yeah. hey, I'm just here to get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, fellas? Yeah. What's good here? <laughs>
0: you got to be one of those guys that loves to fight or oh, yeah. at least expects to get in a fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh. You didn't come up with another story for us? I got Bub and Kiss. Hmm. I mean, I do have another one. It's not very entertaining, though. What's our time, at? We could use about another five minutes.
1: Uh, I got a a couple of okay stories. (laughs) Okay, yeah, let's go for it. Let's
2: go out on okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Delta pilot lands jet safely after cockpit windshield cracks. The pilots on a Delta Airlines uh, flight from Salt Lake City to Washington, D.C. decide to bring their jet down in Denver after the cockpit cockpit. <laughs> windshield uh, shattered above 30,000 feet.
0: I was like, this guy sounds like a good writer. <laughs> Let's go hard. Freudian words in one, uh, one sentence.
1: <laughs> the crew father's penis. No, <laughs> the crew repeat uh, report repeatedly told passengers to remain calm until they landed. Uh, they came on the loudspeaker saying that the windshield <laughs> that, no, yeah, that was not a Freudian split. They came on the loudspeaker saying that the windshield had shattered, and that we were diverting to Denver about 10 mi- 10 minutes. Uh, a photo of the windshield taken by a passenger shows the glass through the though lined with cracks, didn't fall from its frame. Uh, commercial airline pilots said jetliner windshields can be two inches thick with several layered uh, panes of glass. The crew announced the diversion about 90 minutes into the flight after the plane reached cruising altitude, which is above 30,000 feet. Uh, they kept coming on saying for everyone to stay calm, to be calm. And th- we were calm, so uh, being told to stay calm while we were calm made us feel pretty panicky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> pa- passengers were able to see the shattered glass once they landed in Denver. I'm really good at playing what if, so my, wa- my mind goes to kind of what could have happened. Worst case scenario, and I'm grateful. Uh, it could have been really bad. It could have gone really differently. Another passenger, Kirk no- Knowlton... Oh, uh, yeah. Kirk Knowlton snapped a picture and tweeted that the crew had announced that the widescreen appeared to crack spontaneously. The widescreen, windscreen. Uh, Delta spokesperson Anthony Black on Friday confirmed the windshield crack, but said the cause had not been determined. Out of an abundance for caution, the flight crew diverted into Denver and the plane landed routinely. Our team worked quickly to accommodate p- customers on the new plane and we were sincerely and we sincerely apologize for the delay and inconvenience for to their travel plans. Passengers boarded the new flight new plane in Denver and continued to Washington. I mean, that just sounds scary though. Like they can break. I didn't know that. Like in the mid flight, you can just have a broken windshield.
0: I guess. I mean, I would think they would make those things out of fucking tough shit. I mean, two inches thick is pretty
2: pretty thick. I I remember like one video where I I don't know what caused it, but like they had one broken and like one of the two pilots got sucked like halfway out, and like they were holding on his legs to keep him going, but like his upper body was out.
1: (laughs) He must have been hitting the plane. I
2: I don't know. I did
1: he survive? I
2: I, I think he did survive, but yeah, they had to land and. yeah i don't i don't know i don't know if he he did survive that one i would have to look it up
1: again that's nuts
2: but there was another one where um they went up and like the the top half of the fuselage ripped off and like i think one stewardess got sucked out and like everybody and then they they actually landed that one but like yeah half the plane was gone
1: i don't know how you land a plane in that situation that's crazy That's nuts, man, to be, like, thousands of feet in the air, falling apart, and you still get that thing to land.
2: Yeah.
0: So basically what you're saying is, fuck that light that says it's safe to take your seatbelts off. (laughs) I'm
2: staying buckled.
1: I'm so fat that I don't even bother unbuckling it. I just stay buckled because I'm like, that's going to be a pain in the ass putting it back on (laughs) there. But yeah, yeah. there's a few horror stories out there. Something to be afraid of next time you go flying, guys.
0: <laughs> Man, I'm surprised people still like charter those, like, you know, small biplanes. Because, like, so many celebrities and people have died in those things. It's yeah. like your chances of dying are like.
2: It also makes me wonder if, like, those pilots who get those jobs on those small ones are good <laughs> or, if or if the <laughs> oh, aircraft yeah. are just not airworthy or if you just get, like, some f- fucking uh, Hollywood startup, they're all fucking blown out on fucking cocaine is like let me fly well what's going on up there you know like
0: huge jet airliners like yeah the pilot needs to know what he's doing but once they get in the air i think autopilot does a lot of the work right whereas those things like i think you you know the pilot has to be in it the whole time doing barrel rolls and shit
1: (laughs) well those those smaller planes like and plus like weather
0: affects them more i had yeah wind yeah you bounce around a lot
1: yeah i think amateurs Fly a lot of those smaller planes, like they, they, you know, like rich people who have their own planes. They can fly like those smaller planes. Yeah, they just seem less safe out there in the skies. Yeah, I just wouldn't ever bother to get in one of those. Helicopters scare the hell out of me, man. Like helicopters are even scarier. They seem less. They're definitely more dangerous. Yeah. 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 Fucking. You
0: know, Kobe Bryant.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just another example.
0: Although, I don't think there's been a ton of celebrities that have died in helicopter crashes, I know.
1: No, but, I mean, there's, like, people who, like, are walking close to a helicopter. Like, I heard it, like, the suction will actually, like, it'll cut them, like... Ooh, that'd be a bad way to go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
0: I I've have r- ridden on helicopters. Did you know that helicopters, like, at a, at a certain height, like, um... Like, they're basically designed to where, like, if the engine cut off, like the falling, the propeller would, like, still, like, move. It's, so, sp- it's supposed to slow down your descent. Right. Yeah. I mean, you'd probably still be fucked, but apparently, like, it's supposed to be designed to help slow your descent.
2: Yeah, slow enough that you might be able to land. I think, like, sometimes what happens is, like, the back part gets fucked up, and then you can't stabilize, so you get the whole thing starts spinning.
1: <sighs> you know, uh, on ships, like, uh, I heard about this... Uh, recent cruise ship that this lady fell off of. They were looking for hours to try to find her body. But they were like it probably got sucked up into the propellers. Oh yeah yeah. And that happens like a lot of the time, like eighty to ninety percent of the time if you if somebody falls off one of these giant ships, the propeller will suck that body up and they'll go through it Yeah, there. those
2: propellers are gigantic.
1: Ugh. Oh man. What a horrifying way to go, man. Like, you know you're getting sucked into that propeller, and you're just like, oh, God, there's nothing I can do about this.
2: You see a lot of, like, whales and dolphins and sharks and shit that have, like, fucking propeller cuts on them. Oh. They, like, get all fucked up.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I've heard, like, blue whales, like, giant whales getting hit by yeah, those ships.
2: You, yeah, you'll see the, they'll have scars going down their sides and stuff. Yeah,
0: It's a bad day.
1: <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> you, know, just thinking, you know what...
0: uh movie death i like is you know on indiana jones and the last crusade where they have like that whole bit where they're like fighting around the tank and like there's that guy that just gets like caught on the tank tread and like <laughs> goes over oh yeah we
2: oh. oh. <laughs> were we were talking about the thing i was thinking of that air plane like uh, propeller on the, that other fight indiana jones where oh, he gets where? knocked into the airplane propeller
0: mm. oh yeah on the first one yeah, yeah. actually there's the um on the Last Crusade, there's a the part where the guy almost gets it, like, in the ship propeller, too, like, because oh, they're in yeah, the little yeah, bow, and yeah, it's, yeah. like,
1: you know, chopping. I'm
2: prepared to die. Right, to right, right. Lines. Or my soul is prepared. Yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. Fuck,
0: I love that movie, man. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Love I that I don't movie, think I've ever seen it. You've I never know. seen
0: Last Crusade?
1: I don't think so, no. Holy shit, dude. I, one I've of the, heard all the references.
0: One of the best movies of all time. Like, definitely in, like, my top five movies of all time. All right, I'll look for it streaming tonight. Oh, it's so fucking good, man. Yeah.
1: They're not racist know.
2: against the Indian people in that one.
1: Oh, I like that one. It's man. all about Nazis. <laughs> it's, already, it's already my favorite Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> Have you watched any of those movies? I watched Temple of Doom. Because, <laughs> like, my family, we're dumb. We thought, oh, a movie about India. That's great. Then we watched it, we're like, uh, yeah, that's not a good look for us. <laughs> Choose monkey brains. Yeah. We're like, man, why did that dude take that role?
0: <laughs> you know, a lot of people claim that, like, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the best one. And I'm like, I don't get it, man. I yeah. think I think Last Crusade is leaps and bounds the best one. I even I even like Temple of Doom. Even though Temple of Doom has some silly shit in it, I still I think I like it second best.
1: Yeah. I've seen it a million times. Yeah, when Ark I was a kid, I didn't know it was racist. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I think I like Temple of Doom better than Ark of, Co- Ark of the Covenant, too.
1: Which Ra-
0: Raiders of the Lost Ark Raiders
2: of the Lost yeah. Ark
1: the <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark That's the one where they get their faces melted off Right, right yeah, yeah. Okay. That
2: was not that I'm good I'm not sure how he pieced together that you weren't supposed to look at it
1: Whatever you do, don't look at it I heard that if uh, if you really look at it That storyline doesn't it, none of it has to happen.
0: Right. Yeah, I've heard that too. Like, they say that Indiana Jones, like, has... Like, everything that happened would still happen if he didn't do anything. Yeah. Which I've never watched that in enough detail to know if that's true, but yeah. probably. It's like, I just wanted to melt some faces. Because that's the thing. They would have still gone to the same place, opened it, and got their faces melted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that movie's totally watchable. I just don't understand why people put it up as high as they do. Yeah. Well, if you think we're wrong about Indiana Jones, you should <laughs> comment below and let us know. Um, but besides that, make sure to go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to uh, your, to us on your podcast service of choice. Uh, thumbs up, all that good stuff, positive reviews. And go ahead and bother us on Twitter as well. Guys, where can people find you on the Twitter?
1: I am at a name for this too, and that's number two.
0: At unsolicited S U G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z A C H J O N E S L I V E. And that's going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys.
1: Take care. Have a good one.